Blog Talk Radio.
Messiah, Jehovah, the mighty God. Well, good evening, and welcome to Miracle Internet Church. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord has blessed us to make it this far through the month of January, and we're grateful. Amen? We're grateful. We're thanking him for the many miracles that we're seeing, and we're thanking him for the continued healings, that the members of Miracle Outreach Ministry are receiving. Amen? Amen. So God is listening to our prayers and he's answering them, and sometimes even immediately. So we're so grateful for every miracle that he does. Amen? Praise the Lord. You know, I I want to thank the Lord um, for the way he's moving at this time. I want to thank the Lord for the way that he's moving at this time. There's certain things that he's doing, certain situations he's he's taking full advantage of and bringing his will to pass. And I want to thank him for how he's getting it done. Amen? Sometimes we spend entirely too much time looking at the problem or what we think the problem is, and we miss what God has begun to do, and so we get all frustrated because we can't, we we don't see what we think we're supposed to see, but you know, if we learn to keep and focus our minds and our thoughts and our eyes on the Lord, we'll be able to see him move, amen? We'll be able to begin to perceive him taking care of a situation and stepping in. But you see, sometimes we're so focused on what appears to be the immediate need and what does not appear to be what we think it's supposed to look like in the end that we miss part of what God is doing. And that's a crime. We shortchange ourselves when we don't pay attention to what God is doing, when we underestimate him and his power and his grace. So I would like for us to reconsider what we've been doing in the past and choose to change. God is moving all the time, but we don't see it all the time because we don't have our minds focused on him. We're too busy looking at the obvious so that we miss what's going on in the background. But that doesn't mean God's not moving, and it doesn't mean that he's not faithful because he is. So I want to encourage you to look at life differently. I want to encourage you to change what you're looking at. I want to encourage you to pay attention to the Lord more than you have before. Not your outward circumstances, not what's sitting right in your face. 
pay attention to the Lord. Amen? And you'll find that you have greater blessings than you thought you had before. You will find that you have greater blessings and that God did actually more than what you thought he did. It's a shame to miss a miracle. God's doing miracles all the time. And everyone needs to learn to appreciate the miracle-working power of our God. Amen? Amen. So I'm Pastor Sabrina, and I want to thank you for coming out to join us for church service tonight. Amen? And I want to thank you for what you're doing. You're participating in the ministry. You're giving yourself to this ministry. And what God has called us to do, I want to thank you for that on behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? And the ministry itself. So whenever you enter into ministry with the Lord, it's a very serious circumstance. It's not something to be taken lightly. Sometimes you do it and sometimes you don't. You do it if you feel like it or if you don't, you don't feel like it. That's not how you do things with God. How you do things with God is you get down to business. God's faithful, so you're faithful. God's on time, you're on time. God never misses. Amen? So I want to encourage you to be faithful to God. I want to encourage you to be faithful to God. Don't don't shortchange him. Amen. Give him your very best. Don't shortchange him. Give him your very best. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I want to encourage all of our first time listeners, and we welcome you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, to join us in our chat room. And our chat room is located on our webpage. And our webpage is MiracleInternetChurch.com. That's MiracleInternetChurch.com. When the page comes up, if you're on a computer, if you're on a laptop, across the banner you'll see MIC Radio Chat. Click that link. When the page changes, click Guest. When the page changes, Sign in using your very own name and say hello to the saints, and the saints will greet you in return. Amen? If you're using a cell phone, you may do the same. Use your browser to find MiracleInternetChurch.com. When the page comes up, across the banner, three white lines. Click the three white lines. That's the link that opens all the other links. And then you may proceed to use those directions. Amen. We want to thank the Lord for all of you. We want to thank the Lord for his miracles, his presence, and what he's doing in the hearts of the believers. Amen. He's working in our hearts. Allow him to do his work. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, Heavenly Father, 
in the name of Jesus Christ. We want to thank you for the grace to go forward. We want to thank you for the grace to continue. We want to thank you for the grace to proceed. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, that you will continue to help us. When we call out for your help, you will continue to hear and to answer. We thank you for it in the name of Jesus. You know, Lord, in the Bible, we've we've learned a lot of things. And there's this saying going around that God helps those who help themselves. Well, that has a certain bit of truth to it, but God doesn't want us to sit there expecting a miracle when he's already put the means to accomplish something in our hands. So, Father, we thank you for helping those who are actually helpless. In the scriptures, in the book of Luke, the tax collector didn't even try to prove what he thought he was worth. He just stood off at a distance and threw himself on your mercy. So, Father, There are some who have finally hit their bottom and decided to truthfully acknowledge their helplessness and that they're ready to change. But in your day, Lord Jesus, when you were here on earth, the Pharisees didn't see themselves as helpless. They trusted in their own righteousness and in their own abilities to save themselves. They trusted in their own righteousness and in their own ability to save themselves. But you said, Lord, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So, Lord, when we are actually helpless, when we give up our dependence on our own strength, then you can act in our lives. Lord, help us to know the difference between accepting the help that we need, that you're sending, and using a false helplessness to manipulate other people. Show us, Lord, all that you have already given us and give us the wisdom and the insight to use it. Thank you, Lord. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you give us a healthy humility that depends on your strength as our help and our refuge, as our strong tower. May our sense of helplessness not be based on lies that we tell ourselves, however. When we hear ourselves saying things like, there's no way I can get out of this mess, it's hopeless, or life hasn't been fair to me, so why? Should I even try anymore? Or no one cares about me, so I might as well give up. Help us, Lord. Remind us that these words are not the truth. They are lies. These words are not the truth. They are lies. They are lies and deception that we easily believe because we're walking in the flesh and not in the spirit. 
Give, Lord, that's based on confidence in your strength. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. God wants us to depend on him, but he doesn't want us sitting there belly aching when it's time for us to get going. Amen? Father, we thank you for the armor of God. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for the word of God. And we thank you for your very presence in our midst. We thank you for your warring, linking angels, the praising angels, your ministering spirits. But most of all, we thank you for your very presence in our midst, Father. We thank you. We don't take your presence for granted, and we worship you. We thank you, Father, that you're helping us to grow in humility so that we can decrease that you might increase in us and through us. We thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that our loins are girded about by the spirit of truth, that our innermost being, Lord, is armed with truth. Father, help us to let go of deceptions that we have believed that simply are not the truth. Help us to believe the truth, to receive the truth, and not a lie. We thank you that our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We thank you that you've enabled us to take the shield of faith so that we'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. We wear the helmet of salvation and we take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. No weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper, and every tongue that is risen against us in judgment, we condemn now in Jesus' name. Lord, you are our shepherd, so we shall not want. You have supplied all of our needs according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus our Lord. We thank you that you can do all things, and we can do all things, because there's nothing impossible to you. You tell us with men this may be impossible, but with God all things are possible. And we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. So we cast all of our cares upon you because you care for us. We thank you for the blessing of divine health. We thank you that by your stripes we have been healed. And we thank you that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, all demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and his powers in Jesus' name. We close and seal all portals, all channels, all open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down 
all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, listeners, reporters, watchers, peeps, whispers, familiar demons, electronic, digital, and technology demons, and all of their attacks. We bind Leviathan spirits, Kundalini, brainwashing spirits, water and marine spirits, sex devils, unclean spirits, passive devils, sorcery devils, and their attacks. We bind all seducing and womanizing spirits, all whoredom spirits and their attacks, all the voices of the stranger, the charmer and the seducer and their attacks. We forbid them to continue to attack us in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all hypnotic and trance devils and their attacks all mystic rituals and their intent. We bind all electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attack, techno-paganism and mind control by the occult. We bind force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, and binding all vibrations which are demons. We bind you in Jesus' name. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind all pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation, artificial intelligence, smart dust and drone spirits in the name of Jesus. We bind the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons in Jesus' name. We bind all targeted radio frequencies, all pulse weapons and their attacks, microwave attacks, and all the work of every druid in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all microwave frequency weapons and 5G and components, everything that comes off the satellites, off the cell towers, and through our electronic and technological devices. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Caribbean, Latin American, Malaysian, Australian. Canadian, Islander, tribal groups, and excuse me, tribal groups, indigenous groups, cultic groups, 
Rokaterebrisha, Globalist Cabal, Rikita Rabrusha, Ridiasi de Rabro, Satarabro Cabeche de Rabrusa de Ridiosoto Robertiasi, Arisetta Rabroca de Charru, Lenadio Sunderebri, Yarrikisetta Rabrica de Ridia, Ridiosoto Robriki, Rela Radio Sunderebrisha de Rabroca Sheta Rabara, every coven, Ruka, every group of wizards, Arrocosate, Rida Rabro, that are all tribal groups that work voodoo. Hoodoo and all other forms of witchcraft. Red de Rabruca, Sharikisa de Rabruca, de Rabrusa de Rabrike Site, de Ridia de Rabrusa de Rabri, Arrakaharusunda. We bind all Morgellons attack, all Caribbean, Latin American, black and white magic in the name of Jesus. We bind all Haitian witchcraft, all Jamaican witchcraft in Jesus' holy name. We bind all Morgellons attacks and every attack. And we turn every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, hyperactivity, and the prince of the power of the air. And we return its powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect, all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, and witchcraft dedication. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, Stifle, curse, expose, stop, monitor, track, defile, assassinate, corrupt, divide, confound, undermine, attack, reproach, despise, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools and the spirit of the fool and the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind food lust addictions, gluttony, in the name of Jesus. We return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projections, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person, or unrighteous event left behind. Binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning to sender all witchcraft attacks through channeling and the satellites against the website in Jesus' name. Binding and returning to sender all wizardry, all black magic, all jujus, and all tribal rituals of witchcraft in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, and we give you praise. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, 
ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, and the Great Reef Belief, fantasy, fables, enchantments, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, those spirits and works of the oppressors, the spirit and the children of disobedience, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebel experience and practices, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind you. We bind the king of pride and all of his agents in the name of Jesus. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, fecal, food, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception, scoffing, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, all combative jealousy and fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin in Jesus' name. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilic, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, Isis, Osiris, all gods and goddesses, all false deities, and Baphomet and his 72 in the name of Jesus. We bind you and chain you with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, promptings, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, uh-huh. and we return their afflictions to worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the insanity, the pride, and the foolishness of our own opinions, the work of errors in our lives, we bind being misled. We return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We take authority, dominion, and power and break the power of every Masonic ritual, ceremony, rite, and pledge. We bind their powers. We bind the powers of the associated organizations in Jesus' holy name. We bind the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, and the grips. In Jesus' name, we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs which are rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassment, witchcraft, and mind control back on their own heads in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief, and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. 
Lord, we have come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Praise the Lord. We command every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, or transferred to us to be bound and to leave us now in the name of Jesus Christ. All of those spirits that have been in the workplace and uh, any other place that we have been, especially spirits of infirmity, spirits of COVID, spirits of the flu, spirits of sinus infection, spirits that bring colds, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over all upper respiratory illnesses in the name of Jesus Christ, and we bind you. We command you to come up and out of our bodies right now in the name of Jesus. You have no right to be there, for our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost, and they are the personal property of Jesus Christ. We give you praise, Lord Jesus, for by your stripes we have been healed. Amen. We have been healed. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem for kings and all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere, especially those that are being persecuted and those that were left behind in Afghanistan. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. We cover with the blood of Jesus all of our modes of transportation, even our skateboards in the name of Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over every interference of the road, over every interference in the water, over every interference in the air, in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Father, that you've dispatched your angels ahead of us to protect us. We thank you for the removal of objects that would cause difficulty in our transportation, in Jesus' name. We cover ourselves and all of our property with the blood of Jesus, We take authority over all the demons of the night. Any kind of dream that did not come from the Lord Jesus Christ, we bind it. We command the spirit that brought it it to us or sent it to us to be bound in Jesus' name. And we put that dream right back on the head of the devil that brought it in Jesus' name. We send you bound into the spiritual cage to the feet of Jesus to be judged and then tormented before your time. We thank you, Father, that these demons will cease their They'll work against us in this particular way. We place the shield of faith between us and the rest of the dream world in Jesus' name. We raise the shield of faith and put it between us and the rest of the dream world in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power particularly over demons that work through cell phones, through computers, and through other technological devices in the name of Jesus. We bind them all right now in the name of Jesus. We forbid their evil work against us to continue. We send back all the witchcraft, all the occult activity that they have brought to us back on their own heads. We send it right back where it came from in the name of Jesus Christ. Even harassing calls, asking if we, that we want to sell our houses, 
We send that harassment back where it came from. We reject it in the name of Jesus Christ. We send the fire of God. Every form of harassment, every scam, we bind it in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father, for the righteous judge releasing his adjudications against it in Jesus' name. Every form of harassment is bound in Jesus' name. And return from whence it came in the name of Jesus Christ, according to the covenant. All of these tricksters and scammers, especially those that want to talk and tell us there's something wrong with our computer and they need to get in our computer to see if they can help us figure it out. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask you to put that business out of business in Jesus' holy name. We thank you for removing all their licenses and their abilities to continue in business in the name of Jesus, regardless to what country they're in, on the globe, in the name of Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over their interjections into our lives and their transgression of trespassing in Jesus' name. We are part of the kingdom of God, and they have trespassed. And the judgment that is released for such trespassing, Father, we thank you for seeing to it that it is released to them now in Jesus' name. We give you the praise, the glory, and the honor for it, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. All these interfering text messages that people send, people that we don't even know, we did not give them our phone numbers so that they could text us, but they're harassing people, Father. So we thank you, Father, for moving as only you can move to put an end to all of these harassments in Jesus' holy name. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We pull out. Every fiery dart, pen, needle, spear, voodoo, hoodoo, witchcraft, curses, anything sent to us, and any curse that is pronounced against us, we bind it in Jesus' name, but we send it back where it came from in the name of Jesus. It has no right to attack us or affect us in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. We cut ourselves free from all ungodly silver cords, ley lines, soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We tear down walls of protection around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, divinators, and liars in the name of Jesus Christ. We break the power of every hex, curse, vex, love spell, charm, fetish, all psychic prayers and thoughts. Sorcery, magic, witchcraft, spells, all mind control, jinxes, potions, bewitchments, pain, torment, psychic power, psychic warfare, sickness, prayer chains, incense and candle burning, ungodly blessings, hoodoo, crystal, root work, and everything being sent our way against the will of God in Jesus' name. We bind all tribal rituals and sins in the name of Jesus Christ. We give you the praise, Lord. We take authority, dominion, and power over spirits of hate, bitterness, murder, envy, jealousy, 
wizardry, sorcery, and we bind all Haitian witchcraft in the name of Jesus Christ. We return it to the sender in Jesus' holy name. We bind spirits of bondage, heaviness, fear, and hate. We break yokes off the lives of the people of God, and we release to them the liberty that was given to them through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We thank you, Lord, for convicting the hearts of those that need to be convicted unto repentance and for bringing these souls out of darkness and saving them so that you can have the glory. We bind all interference from the demonic and satanic realm in the name of Jesus Christ, and we send all interference back where it came from. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen. And the church said, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Our featured psalm for this evening's worship service is Psalm 25, and our verse for meditation comes from the same psalm. Our verse for meditation is Psalm 25, verse 12. Our featured ebook is Faith Builders Bible Study. And our guest call in number remains area code 319 527 6235 and press 1. So tonight, Saints, we're going to talk about the battle. Press the battle. We're going to talk about pressing the battle in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, we are. Amen. There you go. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Saints, our inner being is the target of the devil. Our inner being is the target of the devil. However, As a believer, you have authority to allow or to disallow. As a believer, you have authority to allow or to disallow. Saints, don't allow the enemy to control your life. Stop allowing the enemy inroads to control your life. You must take a stand against the devil and his wicked schemes against you. Nobody is going to do that for you. Nobody can do that for you. Your spouse cannot do it for you. Your friend cannot do it for you. Your parent can't do it for you. You have to do it yourself. There's some things that you just have to do for yourself. Amen? Use the authority of the name of Jesus, which has been given to you. That's right. You didn't have to die and hang on a cross to get it. Jesus did that for you. So use the authority and use it by the power of the Holy Spirit. Use the authority given to you in the name of Jesus Christ and use it by the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't just sit there and allow the devil to steamroll over you. 
there's no reason for that. Amen? There is no reason. Nowhere in the Bible does it say to just sit there and let the enemy beat up on you while you just sit there and do nothing about it and pretend that it's not happening. Amen? Get out of passivity. Get out of passivity. Get out of passivity in Jesus' name. Amen? I take authority, dominion, and power over every passive demon, and I bind it in the name of Jesus Christ from my position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. I command it to be bound. Now, if you want it to leave, you tell it to go. If you want it to leave, you tell it to go in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. The devil bops you in the head so you do nothing at all. You just sit there as if nothing happened. And then your excuse is, well, the demons don't listen to me. Well, if you use faith, they would. If you use some faith, they would listen to you. So you offer no resistance at all, no binding, no loosening, no spiritual warfare, no use of scripture, no use of the blood of Jesus or the power in his name? Have you met the real Jesus Christ? Have you? The official master of it is written? So you're just going to bow down to the devil, eh? Well, Jesus said that a man is defiled and sin is conceived from within us. That's where it comes from, on the inside of us. From the heart of mankind come indecent, ignoble, contemptible, degrading, and wicked thoughts, all forms of sexual immorality, adultery, fornication, perversion, Stealing, murders, a greedy desire to have more, destructive wickedness, deceit, unrestrained and indecent conduct, an evil eye, profane and contemptuous, abusive, malicious speech and communication, especially concerning God, pride. Foolishness, lack of sense, recklessness, and thoughtlessness. So there, those things come from within. These evils come from within. That's what, no, they're not over in your closet. They come from within. And the devil attacks us with them. The devil attacks us with them. In Matthew chapter 12, beginning with verse 34, Matthew chapter 12, beginning with verse 34, it reads, Jesus speaking, O generation of vipers, 
generation of vipers. You know, so much for those people who think uh, everything you say to somebody has to be uh, sugar-coated. Jesus didn't do it that way. He said to their faces, oh, generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? Jesus told the truth. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth. So if you're around somebody that's forever attacking you with their mouth, be certain that they have ill feelings towards you. If you live with somebody that's forever nip, 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 nip at you, trust me, there's either some hatred or some bitterness inside them. Amen? If it keeps coming out of the mouth, it's in the heart. Don't pretend that it's not. If they keep trying to put you down, because they want to feel superior to you. If they keep trying to put you down out of their mouth, it's because they're trying to feel superior to you or else they're jealous or envious of you. So stop pretending that you don't understand what's going on. You do. And woe to you if you're one of them that's doing that. You should reconsider your commitment to Jesus Christ. You need to reaffirm your commitment to him. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things. You see, if you tell me on Monday that you love me and by Wednesday you're cursing me out, it's almost impossible for me to believe that you actually love me. It's easier to believe that you're just saying that to butter me up. Amen? It's easier to believe that you're just saying what you're saying to butter me up, that it's no true sincerity in what's coming out of your mouth about loving me when you're snapping my head off by Wednesday. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, some of us speak kinder, total strangers than we do to people that we actually live with, people that we're actually related to, sometimes even in covenant relationship, even in marriage. We're kinder to total strangers than we are to our spouse. We got too much mouth, too much complaining, too much moaning, too much groaning, too much whining to the people that truly claim to love us. But total strangers, we don't pull that stunt. You know the Bible says that we have to give an account for every idle word. Amen? Amen. You know, sometimes we can be kinder to other people's children than we are to our own. We speak to our own. It's harsh. It's hard. 
and it's critical. We speak to somebody else's child, oh, it's with a glowing report. Something's wrong with that saint. Something's wrong. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things. Amen? So if good things aren't coming forth, don't consider yourself to be a good person. And an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. That's the truth. That's what Jesus said. He's the truth, and that's the truth. So a man's heart is his innermost being, either good or evil thoughts live. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9. Jeremiah, Old Testament, chapter 17, and verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Dancer, you know, when you go to talk to the Lord, ask Him about your own heart. Ask Him, ask Him to judge your heart and the motives of your heart. Praise the Lord. A person's words and actions are determined by what is in his heart. That's right. You know, sometimes people are nice to you because they are nice. Sometimes people are nice to you because they want you to be nice. Sometimes people are nice to you because they want to manipulate you. Mm Mm-hmm. Think about that sometimes. You should. Amen. You should really think about that. Whatever is stored in a person's heart within his innermost being will eventually come out of their mouth or become manifested in their actions. Whatever is stored in a person's heart within his innermost being, will eventually come out of their mouth or become manifested in their actions. If you allow your heart to become filled and saturated with thoughts of doubt, fear, and unbelief regarding the circumstances of your life, it will come out of your mouth and actions and you will not be able to receive what you need from God because of the unbelief in your innermost being of your own heart. If you allow your own heart to become filled with and saturated with thoughts of doubt, fear, and unbelief, Regarding the circumstances of your life, it will come out of your mouth 
and action, and you will not be able to receive what you need from God because of the unbelief in your innermost being of your own heart. In our heart, we receive or reject the word of God. In our heart, we receive or reject the word of God. It is in the heart, within the innermost being, where we either have the faith of God to believe God's word and his promises, or we harbor doubt, fear, and unbelief that keeps us from receiving from God what we need and what he desires to give us. So what is harboring in your heart is under your authority. You can do something about it. Yes, you can. There's no reason to be passive. You have the authority from Jesus Christ himself to do something about it, and you can, if you will. Mark chapter 11, beginning with verse 22. Mark chapter 11, beginning with verse 22. So you can just stop saying, well, that's just the way I am. No, that's what you've allowed yourself to become. Amen. We have power and authority over the enemy, and we need to use it. Mark chapter 11, beginning with verse 22. And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Period. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So if you go around confessing that you're um, always a dollar short and a day late, then that's what you're going to have. If that keeps running out of your mouth, that's just what you're going to get. If you keep confessing that the demons don't pay you any mind, then they won't. Amen? If you keep confessing that your children are running you crazy, you should expect such. Amen? You have to watch what comes out of your own mouth. Amen? Amen. Thanks. What is in your own heart and mind determines what you are. What is in your own heart and mind determines what you are. Jesus taught us that we sin in our hearts long before the sin becomes an outward act of rebellion to God and to his word. In Matthew chapter 5, 
verse 28, Matthew chapter 5, verse 28, Jesus says to us, But I say unto you, that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. All of that pornography, sin in the heart. Before it gets to the eyes for long, it's in the heart. You see, when it comes across the eye gate, you got to decide what to do about it right then. And you got to get it done. With the continual longing, using the mind and its imagination, determined to commit the act, if if at all possible. You see, the more you pay attention, the more you give your thoughts to it, the more you give your eye gate, your ear gate to whatever it is, it'll start to build a stronghold of thoughts and imaginations within you. And those thoughts and imaginations will build a platform, a foundation for the sin to come forth and to fully manifest. Amen? James chapter 1, so you'll be like a sitting duck waiting there for the situation to come to pass for you to act on it, and that's what you'll do. You see, if adultery is a demon that you've allowed in your life, then that's what's inside you, and that's why you do that. You weren't born with adultery necessarily. And if we pray for you, amen, and curses have been removed, then what are you still committing adultery for? You can't blame it on the demon anymore. It's you. James chapter 1, verse 13. Let no man say, When he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. So you can forget about that, um, the devil made you do it. No. You had to decide to do it yourself. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Saints. We are to love God with all of our mind. These thoughts eventually become temptation and the state or condition of the heart. Hmm. It's in your heart. 
Samuel, chapter 16, verse 7. First Samuel, chapter 16, verse 7. First Samuel, chapter 16, verse 7. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his statue, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. For man looketh on the outward appearance. But the Lord looketh on the heart. Amen. Amen. The Lord looketh on the heart. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. God doesn't miss a thing. But all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. God sees it all. It's went on him. I've known some people that call themselves Christians to try that. And it didn't work. It backfired. You can't pull a fast one on God. You can't sneak on him. When you're lying, he already knows you're going to lie before you do. So don't bother. Perhaps we should surrender our imaginations to the Lord. Second Corinthians 10, verse 5. Well, how do I do that, Pastor? Well, we're about to find out. Second Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5. Casting down imagination and every high thing or thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. It's coming against the word of God in you and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and bringing into captivity. What's into captivity? Well, how about this? You ever seen anybody with handcuffs, with the cuffs around the feet and the chain, and placed in a jail cell? How about bringing into captivity every thought, every single thought, to the obedience of Christ. Every single thought. Well, how would you do that? You would bind every single thought in Jesus' name. It means that you will not sit there and judge the thought yourself. You will bind it. That are not of God will eventually go away. Thoughts that are of God will become more profound. Amen? We teach you to try the spirit. 
to see if they be of God. Just because you had a bright idea doesn't mean you need to act on it. You need to bind it and see what happens when the power of God begins to move. You need to bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. Sin is conceived in our hearts, saints. It was in Satan's heart that sin was found. That's right. Sin was found in Satan's heart. In Ezekiel chapter 28, beginning with verse 14. Ezekiel chapter 28, beginning with verse 14. Ezekiel chapter 28, beginning with verse 14. Speaking about Satan, he was Lucifer at the time. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created. Satan was created as Lucifer. Till iniquity was found in thee. Till iniquity was found in thee. By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. For I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Do you ever remind Satan that God's going to destroy him? Do you? Satan, in the name of Jesus Christ, it is written in Ezekiel 28, that God says he's going to destroy you, and I approve. How about that? Amen? Satan's heart was lifted up because of his beauty. Verse 17, Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 17. Because of his beauty. Thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee, that they get to see what God does to him. How about that? Amen? He goes forth slandering God to sinner and saints alike, seeking to bring all of God's subjects to rebel against their creator. Seeking to bring all of God's subjects to rebel against their creator. That's what you see in the LGBTQIA community and elsewhere in society. Although many have been abused, not all have experienced such. 
I know there's this mindset going around saying, well, all of them, you know, have been abused. Not necessarily the truth. It was in Satan's heart that he chose to exalt himself above God. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 13. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 13. For thou hast said in thine heart. Where did he say it? In his heart. I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. He was awfully vain wasn't he? Awfully proud. He said this in his heart and sin. Amen. In Acts chapter 5, the book of Acts, New Testament, Acts chapter 5, verse 3, we see there the story of Ananias and Sapphira and Peter and the Holy Ghost. Ananias, Sapphira, Peter, and the Holy Ghost. And we see Ananias lie to the Holy Ghost. Satan had so filled Ananias' heart that he lied to God. Have you ever lied to God? Think about it before you answer. Have you ever told God a lie? Lord, if you just get me out of this mess, I'll never do this again. Lord, if you just pay off this bill for me, and make a way for me. I'll pay my tithes and all. Oh, Lord, if you get me out of jail, I'll live for you the rest of my life. Tears and all. And none of that ever happened. Hmm. So in Acts chapter 5, verse 3, Peter says, Ananias. Why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Mm -hmm. You know, it's not a wise thing, saints, to lie to someone who has the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. And sooner or later, they're going to know you lied. Amen? Not only did he lie to God, he withheld from God 
that which he had vowed to give. This is what caused them to hold back part of the price and to lie to God, the Holy Spirit. This was not a sudden blurting out under pressure. No, this wasn't a situation where Ananias was suddenly under pressure and he didn't know what to say and he just said anything. No, this was not it. Rather, it was a carefully planned deception. He thought he could pull the wool over Peter's eyes and over God's eyes too, but it doesn't work that way. Our inner man includes our entire mental and moral activity. This is the place where our emotions, desires, perceptions, thoughts, understanding, powers of reasoning, conscience, intentions, our will, and imaginations are how. When Peter asked Ananias that question, he was saying, why have you allowed Satan to so fill your heart, your mind, and your thoughts that you lied to the Holy Ghost? The thoughts that Ananias and his wife allowed Satan to plant in their hearts and minds took root in them, in them. Sin was conceived in their hearts, and sin fully manifested through their actions and words. That's right. Sin fully manifested through their actions and words. Now I have a word of admonition for young people who do bad things and then lie to their parents. You know, you might fool some of the people some of the time, but you cannot fool all the people all the time. You might get away with fooling some of the people some of the time, but you cannot fool all the people all the time. And you cannot fool God any of the time. Praise the Lord. Now you carry that with you for the rest of your life because you're going to need it. Amen. James chapter 1, again, James chapter 1, every man is tempted when he's drawn away. Drawn away from what? What's right. Belial does that. Drawn away of his own lust. See, it's his lust. He can't blame it on somebody else because it's his own. It's his own lust. It belongs specifically to him and entice. And when that lust has conceived, it will guarantee you that it's going to bring forth sin. 
And sin, when it's finished, it's going to bring forth death. So, you see, both Ananias and his wife were slain by the Holy Ghost. That's right. God gives life and he removes it. Both Ananias and his wife were slain by the Holy Ghost. You know, I've been trying to tell people for a long time that God is nobody to trifle with. Amen? He's nobody to trifle with. He's nobody that you lie to and try to get away with it. It's best to come clean with God all the time. It's best to come clean with God. Amen. Amen. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. So you see what the scripture says, that it will bring forth death. It did with Ananias and Sapphira. They died on the spot. They lied, and within a few minutes, they were dead. Amen. Amen. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. That's what he is. What he thinks in his heart. Mm-hmm. The heart in this scripture refers to the place of origin of a man's thought. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 4. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 4. So now when people tell you that they're just doing this because of the don't fall for all that, it's in the heart, okay? That's where it is. Don't bite that. Chapter 9, verse 4. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think ye evil in your heart? That's where you think good or evil. It's in the heart. Jesus asked the scribes who were accusing him of blasphemy the following. Why are you thinking evil in your heart? Why? Why are you thinking evil in your heart? Perhaps you should ask yourself that question. Amen? Why are you thinking evil in your heart? And again, in Luke chapter 24, verse 38, Luke chapter 24, verse 38, Luke chapter 24, verse 38, Jesus asked his disciples, He said unto them, Why are ye troubled, 
And why do thoughts arise in your heart? Why do thoughts arise in your heart? You see, Satan is going to swing by with some thoughts, but you don't have to receive them. Mail that comes to you that's not yours, you return it to the sender. Amen? Jesus said to them, Why do thoughts arise in your heart? Why? And that's the question you should ask yourself and find the truthful answer for. Why do these thoughts that are against the word of God arise in your heart. In Genesis chapter 6, Genesis chapter 6, beginning with verse 5, Genesis chapter 6, beginning with verse 5, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thought of his heart was only evil continually. That every imagination of the thought of his heart was only evil Continually. Well, Saints, I believe we're almost at that place now in society. We're about back there again. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. And as we know, that's exactly what God did. He destroyed man, beast, creeping things, fowls of the air, except for eight people, and the animals that were on board the ark with those eight people. That's right. You see, he's the same God that he is in the Old Testament is the same God that he is in the New Testament. Praise the Lord. God said, that every imagination of the thoughts of people's hearts were only evil continually. They couldn't do anything but evil because that's what had filled them up. So God destroyed them all but eight persons. If a man's heart and mind are filled continually with evil thoughts, lust of the flesh, carnal desires, and wicked imaginations, he will be evil 
or she will be evil. And you should not suddenly decide that you're in love with them and that you want to be married to them. Amen? At some point, you need to leave foolishness behind. Praise the Lord. So now we can see the importance of guarding our eye gate and our ear gate thereby limiting Satan's access to our hearts and imagination. That's right. And nowadays, you can't watch commercials because they've become quite unsavory. Not wholesome at all. Evil somewhere. Quite often, it's witchcraft, and now it's perversion, and now it's this, that, or the other. Fantasy, foolishness, evil, greed, covetousness, hatred if you and your family Fill yourselves with the worldly and demonic elements. You will become worldly and demonic. Computer. Now you can sit there and think that you can you can look at pornography on the computer and nobody will know it. I'm here to tell you that is not the truth. There's someone who knows. And that someone is God. And furthermore, times there's more than one person. There's God and somebody else too. The computer, virtual reality, a world of fantasy. It takes over the mind. It captures the mind. It binds the mind. Those glasses over your head, when you sit down and do all that video gaming, what's coming through there takes over your mind so that you don't have full control of your mind any longer. Why? Because you've given it over to an entity. That's not God. You have given your mind over to an entity that is not God. You've opened your mind up through the eye gate, the ear gate, and you've allowed the demons to come rushing in. All right? Please understand that. Through movies, TV, video game, the internet, radio, and other avenues capture the minds of people and block their thoughts of God. They don't run all those commercials about all those trucks for nothing. They do it to sell the trucks. 
Because if they run the commercial off enough, you'll develop an interest in that truck. And the next thing you know, you won't consult God nor your budget. You'll be trying to figure out a way to get that truck. That's right. It's a form of mind control. Advertising is a form of mind control. Let me say it in Greek. Advertising is a form of mind control. You know, it's called programming on the television because that's what it does. It programs your mind. Amen? Captures the minds of people and blocks their thoughts of God. I can remember when people didn't spend most of their time in front of the television. They spent their leisure time talking to their neighbors, sitting on their front porch, enjoying the breeze, watching the children play in the neighborhood until the street lights came on. But that's not what we have now. Now, uh, the computer and other electronic device is the babysitter. And the parents ignore the child. The family goes to the restaurant, and they have this electronic toy to keep the child busy. And they do not bother to correct the child, to teach the child, to train the child in how to act in the public arena. No, the child acts the same way in public that it does at home unruly, ungoverned, trained. You know, the child can sit on the floor and pick up anything off the floor in a restaurant. Why? Because the parents are busy there, sitting there, absorbing themselves in themselves. They're not paying any attention to the child. If the child is under five, they've got a video game. If they're over five, they've got an iPhone. But don't worry. Parents will have to answer to Jesus Christ for all of this. Amen. You see, Satan knows how to play the game of distractions and win and win big. Satan knows how to trap you and entangle you with material possessions so that you will refuse to get rid of them. That's right. God has told you he wants you to get rid of such and such a thing. Well, you'll stop using it, but you won't get rid of it. So that means you're still in rebellion. You're still in sin. You're still backslidden. Think about it. Think about it. And your excuse will be that you're not using it anymore. So why do I have to throw it away? Because it's sin to have it. Things that cannot be in your home, 
or a part of your life because they are sin for you to possess them. The Bible says so. And God is not changing his mind. You know, we have this sermon in the archive about emergency house cleaning. It means to clean out the things in your home that offend God. They're wrong. They're sin. They're idolatrous. He doesn't want them there at all. He doesn't want them in your life. He doesn't want it in your home. He doesn't want it in your vehicle. He doesn't want you to have it at all. And it's sin to you to hold on to those things. Yes, it is. And then you want to talk about how much money you spent. Well, God didn't tell you to buy it to begin with. Amen. And if he did, when he tells you to release it, that's what you need to do. You need to let go. Amen. That's what you need to do. You need to humble yourself and bind your own unyielding spirit that keep you from submitting to a holy God. Refusal to obey God is rebellion and sin. Refusal to obey God is rebellion and sin. As in the case of Ananias and his wife, it led to immediate death. Will this happen to you? To ponder. If a person's heart and mind are continually filled with fear, negative thoughts, and his own inability, this person will be cowardly, weak, and defeated. Contrarywise, if the heart and mind are filled with honest, true, just, pure, lovely, worthy, and good reports, the word of God, faith, and the power of the Holy Spirit, You will be strong and victorious. The choice is yours. Saints, our hearts and minds are the main source of our strength. That's one of the places where our strength begins to flow in through there. Why? Because we've opened the gate to God, opened the mind gate to God. If we have a clear understanding of God's word and our will is set to follow after the truth and to act on his word, we will be strong and immovable. That's right. Even during the greatest trial, the greatest temptation, or even an intense attack of the enemy. Of course, if we fail to do our spiritual warfare, if we set our warfare down, we're not paying attention to our armor, 
Oh, we we just don't feel like getting up doing any spiritual warfare. Oh, we're too tired. We're too exhausted. We're too whatever. We're too busy. We're too preoccupied. Whatever excuses used. Then we are open to whatever the devil brings. Since the heart is the center of man's life, it is the inner man where all the issues of life flow from. So it is vitally significant that we make every possible effort to continually guard it and protect it from the devil. Yes, we must learn to guard our hearts and protect them from the devil. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Amen. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23. Keep thy heart all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. In other words, we have to pay attention to our thoughts. We have to guard our thoughts because they penetrate deep within our hearts, and they either release life to us or death. And above all else, we must guard our affections. We must guard our affections. Why? Because they influence everything else in our lives. No, think about that, see? Think about that. Think about what was said. So the next time you hear, Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief. We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. The next time you hear that, then perhaps you'll decide to pray in full agreement in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. And that's what God has to say. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Jesus Christ. Amen. Brother Bill, 
Praise the Lord, Pastor Sabrina. Praise the Lord. We have some wonderful praise reports tonight. Let's get started. Paul Death has a praise report. Went to the store to buy some food that would have normally spent $160 and came out. Even my son said, Mom, the food came out cheap today. We usually spend $160. I know it was God's love at the store. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus, for that. You helped us. You always do. AK has a praise report. Thank you, Margaret, for helping me and my family to realize that homeopathic drugs are bad and are steeped in a cult. After reading a bit about them, I'm definitely not using them again. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. M. Trim has a praise report. My nephew in confinement called me this morning. As usual, I was delighted in hearing his voice. With only 15 minutes to talk, I give. Praise to the Lord, how he is using him while he's there. He shared with me that he's studying the word and prayed for inmates to receive their bond. The Lord answered their prayers and thanked the Lord for opening doors for them. He has also shared that he knows God has him in the belly of the well in the wilderness to get his attention, and he thanks the Lord for being there. He will be doing the will of the Lord once he's released per my nephew. With two minutes left to talk before I could ask to pray for him, he asked me if he could pray for me. Look what the Lord is doing. How great is our God. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for his salvation. Praise you, Lord Jesus. We praise you for that. Praise you, praise you, praise you, Lord. A boy has a praise report. This is a repost. Praise God for his grace and mercy over me and all my academic needs. I was able to pass all my classes in my fall semester. Praise you, Lord. You're always there to help us. DCH has a praise report. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me dominion over all the earth, as it says in Genesis 1:26. because a couple of nights ago, a storm came over my house. I bound up damaging wind, damaging hail, damaging lightning, flooding, the foundation of the tornado and all its spirits of death and destruction, and immediately it quit hailing, and there was no damage on my property. And thank you for arranging everything so that my friend could visit me today. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise you, Lord. AK, I mean, NK, NK has a praise report. I praise God that we have so many blessings to praise him for that I lose track of them. AK had a bike accident on Saturday. Since then, KK has jogged the three-mile path on which it happened. He's certain that AK fell in the best possible place to have the accident. He must have one. A.K. was level-headed in the midst of the crisis in public among strangers. Though multiple persons stopped to offer him help, he declined until he discerned the right man came by. When I arrived, there were firefighters, two police officers, and at least five EMTs. They almost immediately asked me permission to administer fentanyl to ease the pain so that they could move A.K. more easily. By God's grace, I was calm, cool, and collected while multiple people kept grabbing my attention, I made the right decision for AK and and was not the Brother Bill, did you hit mute accidentally? 
We can't hear you. Oh, your phone cut out. Mm. Okay. Well, you can read it on the next broadcast. Amen? Nonetheless, church, um, that praise report turned out beautiful because God stepped in. You know? There are things that happen to us that we don't necessarily like. But when God is in the midst of it, it comes out okay. Amen? Amen. Even though we say, well, that shouldn't have happened. No, God didn't come to give you a life of roses with no thorns. And see, that's the problem with some people come with roses that don't have thorns. But I want you to know he made it the way he wanted it. He made roses that are beautiful and fragrant and velvety with thorns. So everything that happens that you don't particularly care for isn't always so awful. Because you have to have some of that in order to grow properly. Jesus had a cross. He had the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the I don't care seeds. He didn't come and uh, was born at the finest uh, hospital with the best doctors and then went off to live in some castle somewhere. No, there was no hotel available. He didn't even have you know, what some of us would just call a motel. He was born in a stable, and they placed him in an animal's trough. That's what a manger is. It's where the animals come to eat. Okay? And he was not the dinner. So if you think he he grew up in a town that, may as well be called a ghetto because the statement is, can any good thing come out of Nazareth, okay? So it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, this people there were poor, okay? Let me explain it to you. They weren't rich and wealthy. He was a carpenter's son, meaning he had a job. He had a J-O-B. He was a carpenter's son. He had a J-O-B. He wasn't sitting home waiting on the government to give him a check. That's right. I said it. No, he had to go out in the forest, created, with trees that he planted. And he had to cut them down the same way everybody else had to cut them down at that time. No, he didn't have any of these high-powered tools we have. Amen? Not one of them. He had to do it the old-fashioned way, which means Jesus had to sweat. Can you believe it? God had to sweat. Then they had to shave the bark off the tree 
They had to make it so that it could be used to make other things. Yes, Jesus had to do manual labor. Man, and he had to be able to think. Can you imagine that? He had to be able to think. He had to be able to figure things out. He couldn't act like the young people of our day. You give them an explanation, and they can't figure out how to go from point A to point B in their own thought processes. Well, you see, if you sit there with your thumb on a cell phone all day, flipping it up and down, when you finish, you haven't got much mind left. You don't have much mind left. That's just the truth. Jesus had to do it the old-fashioned way. He had to help his mother and father in raising his younger siblings. He had to help out. He had to be available. He couldn't do what he wanted to do all the time. He had to do what was needed. He had to sacrifice. He had to give himself. No, he didn't have a Nintendo. Amen? He didn't have a Nintendo. He could think. That's right. He could remember what he had been taught. He went to the synagogue, and he could remember what he had been taught. Why? Because he was listening and paying attention, and he had control over his mind, and he could think. He never did a duh. No, he never did that. He used his mind constructively. Amen? And that's what everyone else ought to do. We ought to use our minds constructively. Some of that stuff that we allow to go through our minds, we need to shut it down because it's not God, and it's not helpful either. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. And that's the truth. So let's go over. Amen. All right. There we go. To our guest call-ins for a few minutes. Amen. Praise the Lord. So area code 407, you're on the air live in Jesus' name. Good night, Sabrina. Good night. Good night. How are you doing tonight? I'm blessed. Hello. Yes, uh, what this can we is do? Clement speaking. Mm-hmm. And I'm calling in for prior. I have been to church for the past few months, and I know I've not been living properly, but I'm trying to do my best because we're not perfect, but I'm living for the Lord Jesus Christ, so I'm just calling in for prior. All right. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask you to give Clement strength 
and wisdom so that he can live for you as you would desire. We take authority over every hindrance in his life to living righteously. We thank you, Lord, that your grace is sufficient for every need. And you told us in a sermon not too long ago that if we asked for help, you would give it. So on his behalf, Father, we ask that you give Clement the help that he needs to live a righteous and holy life in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen, amen, and amen. amen. Thank you for calling, and thank you for sending people to the ministry. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Area code 818, you're on the air. Hi, I'm Pastor Sabrina. Um, I'm calling for a couple of things. Um, One is I've been dealing with, I thought I had an exercise injury in my back, but um, it turned out it was a kidney infection. And I just finished up the round of antibiotics today. And um, I still don't feel, I feel really run down weak, still having uh, kidney pain. It's less than it was, so it's definitely moving in the right direction, but I feel really, really wiped out. and then um, uh, and just uh, a few things going on, like physically, I just really need God's intervention. And just spiritually here at home, too, like my, uh, with my girls, you know, I just really need the Lord. And there's something else I want to, uh, I guess, to talk to you about, but I'm, I'm, I, I think I might want to do that by email. But um, And then for me... Uh, He's been, like, on the council he's on, he was under attack. Like, they're doing something very unjust, and I did put in a prayer report for that, and I forgot to put in the praise report that we have had some success. The Lord um, told me I was going to be, like, a lawyer for him, even though I'm not a lawyer or anything like that, but God was telling me what to do. And they first, like I said, they they unjustly removed him. Then uh, I did what God told me to do. They put him back, then they removed him again. And it's all unjust. And so um, I did what God told me to do, and they put him back. But we don't know if this is going to be a continuous harassment. Um, so we're trying to find a larger, like a real, I guess, lawyers or a group to help us, um, to help him, because it's very unjust. And um, so he, you know, and also he has been having issues with the eye surgery. Like he has a third eye surgery coming up. And there's a lot of stuff going on there. So he's asking for prayer for these things. All right. Well, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we take authority, dominion, and power over the problems that he's having with the eye surgery. I bind this attack of the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ. I put it back on the enemy in the name of Jesus. I command those spirits that have been attacking him to be bound and chained with eternal chains under darkness, and we send them right back on the devil. We send this wickedness back on the devil. All of the all of this unjust behavior, and treatment. Father, we ask you to establish your authority and order in his life, and in the circumstances, that are being presented. We thank you for clear understanding, knowledge, and wisdom 
and know-how to do what our sister needs to do to help him in the name of Jesus Christ. We lift up her body before you, Father, in Jesus' name. We bind stress. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. His yoke is easy, his burden is light. Father, we ask you to heal those kidneys in her body in the name of Jesus. We release healing into his eyes and her kidneys in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over every spirit in her home that is not peace. We bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. We forbid it to stay there. We send it back from whence it came in the name of Jesus Christ. And we thank you for the blood of Jesus saturating her home. We thank you for the blood of Jesus saturating the home. We take authority, dominion, and power over all the communications that have happened with a former friend, who she looked up to as a parent. All the spirits left over from that, you're bound in Jesus' name. Come on out. Come on out right now in the name of Jesus. All those spirits, come out. Every bit of passivity, you're bound in the name of Jesus. All of it, come out. The whole root, come out in Jesus' name. Come on out of her. Deep breath and call. Deep breath and calm. All those regrets and dreads bound in the name of Jesus Christ. All that sorrow and grief. All of those thoughts that have been churning in her mind and in her heart. You're bound in Jesus' name. Come on out. All of the abuse, you're bound. Come on out in the name of Jesus. All those if it would have, should have, could have, you're bound in Jesus' name. Come on out. Come on out of here in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on out right now in Jesus' holy name. Come on out of her, all of it, the whole thing. Come on out right now in the name of Jesus. Kidney stuff and all, all of it come out. Come on out. Father, we thank you for releasing the angels to help. Concern on what to do, when to do, how to do it. Come on out in the name of Jesus. Bring that, cough that up. It went back down your throat. Cough that up in Jesus' name. We release the peace of God into her body and into the circumstances of her life in Jesus' name. And we give you the praise, Lord. We give you the glory, and we give you the honor in Jesus' holy name. 
Amen. Praise the Lord. We love you. I love you too. Thank you. You're welcome. Praise the Lord. Area code 562, you're on the air in Jesus' name. Hi, Pastor. It's Bobby. Hi. Um, Can you please pray for my siblings and my family during um, when we go into uh, the funeral service for my father, that um, everything works out well and for the salvation of all my siblings and just for everything to go well for his um, services. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we take authority, dominion, and power over the works of the flesh in Jesus' name. We bind every demon that's in the family members, the attending members, the funeral director people, everyone that will be there. We bind each of their demons in the name of Jesus Christ, and we forbid any manifestations in Jesus' holy name. We thank you, Lord, for your peace. Oh, hallelujah. Covering that ceremony in Jesus' name. None of these outbursts of emotions that upset everybody. We bind that in the name of Jesus. We thank you for a calm, peaceful, and respectful ceremony in Jesus' holy name. Lord, we ask that you lift the grief and that you give everyone an understanding of how important it is to have a true and sincere relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to thank you for your intervention. We want to thank you for the words that you'll speak, Lord. We want to thank you for everything that you will do. We thank you, Lord, and we put this entire event in your hands, in Jesus' name. Now, I need you to write, send me an email at gproomandoutlook.com and tell me the specifics that you didn't say on the air, okay? Yes, ma'am. All right. I love you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you, too. You be at peace. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Area code 770, you're on the air. Hello? Hello? Yes. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know you were calling me. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm just calling for, I've spoken to you before, and I told you how I've given my life back to Christ, and, um, you know, I really have. I've had some struggles along the way, but the fast has really helped me both last time and this time. And so I'm just um, seeking prayer uh, for myself and for my children um, to get closer to the Lord. Um, I also, you know, have little things attacking my body. Um, I think I might be going through, like, premenopause because they seem to happen, you know, like, close to when my cycle starts. But 
I also repent for taking the shot, which I took uh, last May um, prior to going on a cruise. Um, so I think I know some of the things I've felt since the shot that have been in my body. Um, I want to be completely free. I have been, um, like, replaying um, when you prayed for me um, a few months ago. I replay that, and I go through um, deliverance with that. And, um, you know, just so many things God is still working on me. And I just, you know, really, really just want to get better and stronger. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask for your mercy in this case. We ask you, Father, to direct our sister into the path of life. Woo! Ooh. The Lord says you're going to have to drop that foolishness in your life. You got a lot of foolishness in your life, and it's going to have to go. Amen? Man, so I'm, as you're on this fast, as you're on this fast, you need to talk with him about that, and then you need to just listen. Okay. And then you need to just listen and obey. Amen. Yes. Father, I yes. thank you for clear directions, clear guidance, and a clear word for her. As she opens the Bible, it'll begin to speak to her directly, Father, in Jesus' name, and she will understand what you are saying to her. I thank you, Father, for your love, for your mercy, for your compassion, and for your grace. And I thank you, Father, for teaching her to be the woman of God that you called her to be. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. All righty. We are requesting adjudication from the righteous judge concerning a fugitive warrant was used to apprehend a man in Georgia using facial recognition technology. However, the use of invasive technology caused a serious problem. The man had never visited the state where the warrant was issued. Louisiana authorities used facial recognition to incorrectly link Randall Reed, age 28, to the theft of high-end purses in Baton Rouge. They informed me that I had a warrant out of Jefferson Parish. What is Jefferson Parish, I asked, Reed stated. I've never visited Louisiana in my life. Then they informed me that it was for theft. So I haven't only never been to Louisiana, but I also don't steal. Reed was imprisoned for nearly a week after being wrongfully arrested. Reed was concerned about losing his job as a transportation analyst and being convicted of felonies he didn't commit while falsely imprisoned. I'm not eating or sleeping. I'm considering these charges. I'm not doing anything because I'm not sure what's going on all the time, he explained. They didn't even try to make proper make the proper identification. According to Reed's lawyer, Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office detailedly admitted the misidentification and rescinded the July warrant. Technology 
has given police vast reach to compare the faces of criminal suspects against a trove of mugshots, driver's licenses, and even selfies plucked from social media, church, where you put them on social media. But a recent attempt by the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office to nab a high-end purse via facial recognition ended badly for a Georgia man who was jailed for almost a week over a false match, his lawyer says. A detective took the algorithm at face value to secure a warrant to arrest Randall Reed, 28, in the June theft of luxury purses from a Metairie consignment shop, attorney Tommy Calgoro said. A Baton Rouge Police Department detective then adopted JPSO's identification of Reed to secure an arrest warrant alleging he was among three men involved in a luxury purse theft the same week at a shop on Jefferson Highway, court records show. The thieves allegedly stole more than $10,000 in Chanel and Louis Vuitton purses over three days. Local police pulled over Reed on November 25th as he drove on Interstate 20 in DeKalb County, Georgia, headed to a late Thanksgiving celebration with his mother, he said. Reed, who is black, was released after five days. The sheriff in Jefferson rescinded the warrant due to differences like a mole on Reed's face. According to Reed's lawyer, there was also about a 40-pound difference between Reed and the purse thief in the surveillance image. Reed's case renews criticism of facial recognition technology, particularly in relation to those with dark skin where the technology is shown to be even more inaccurate. Research shows that this technology is more likely to misidentify black people and those with darker skin than white people but overall has low accuracy levels. Facial recognition is a dangerous technology that gives the state more power. It should be eliminated from all aspects of our lives. There is so much wrong here, said Fight for the Future. Police in Georgia relied solely on a facial recognition scan to apprehend a man. He had been wrongfully imprisoned for a week. The cops are now stonewalling the press about their failure. Surprise, surprise. No, they need to be charged, charged. Because you see, when you're a professional, you are expected to do a professional's job. And when you fail to do so, there's supposed to be some consequences. Amen? There's supposed to be some consequences. If while I was practicing, I hurt someone, that could go against my license. Well, what's the problem here? The National ACLU has previously called on policymakers to end law enforcement use of facial recognition technology across the United States, including after the January 2020 wrongful arrest of Robert Williams, a black man in Michigan, misidentified as a shoplifting suspect. He said, my daughters can't unsee me 
being handcuffed and put into a police car. But they can see me use this experience to bring some good into the world, Williams wrote in a June 2020 opinion piece. I keep thinking about how lucky I was to have spent only one night in jail, as traumatizing as it was. Many black people won't be so lucky. My family and I don't want to live with that fear. I don't want anyone to live with that fear. Even before Williams' arrest, Fight for the Future and Partners Group launched a banned facial recognition campaign, which has tracked restrictions and known uses of technology as a as an enable and as enable constituents to pressure lawmakers to ban it. Despite some progress in restricting or banning law enforcement's use of such tools at the local and state level, the United States still lacks federal law on the topic. Like nuclear or biological weapons, facial recognition poses a threat to human society and basic liberty that far outweighs any potential benefits, the campaign website argues. Silicon Valley lobbyists are disingenuously calling it calling for light regulation of facial recognition so they can continue to profit by rapidly spreading this surveillance dragnet. They're trying to avoid the real debate, whether technology this dangerous should even exist. According to the campaign, industry-friendly and government-friendly oversight will not fix the dangers inherent in law enforcement's use of facial recognition. We need an all-out ban. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. Documents with classified markings were found inside an institution, excuse me, at which President Joe Biden worked before he took office according to a lawyer for the president. The classified documents were discovered in a locked closet at the Penn Biden Center. Richard Sauber, the lawyer, told news outlets in a statement. The documents were discovered on November 2, 2022, according to the lawyer, days before the midterm election. The lawyer did not disclose the finding until January 9, 2023. The White House lawyers alerted the National Archives and Records Administration on the day of discovery, and NARA took possession of the materials the following morning. The Penn Biden Center is a set of offices in Washington. It is part of the University of Pennsylvania. Biden worked at the center after the Trump administration took office until Biden started campaigning for the 2020 election. The Penn-Biden Center, NARA, the FBI, and the White House did not immediately respond to requests for comment. An automated message from the number the Department of Justice list for media queries directed reporters to submit emails, and an email was not returned. Biden ignored a reporter who asked about the documents while in Mexico City on Monday. The lawyer said the classified documents were discovered by attorneys for Biden and were not subject to a request or inquiry by NARA. Since that discovery, 
The president's personal attorneys have cooperated with the archives and the Department of Justice in a process to ensure that any Obama-Biden administration records are properly are appropriately in the possession of the archives, he said. Materials with classified markings were found at former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home, leading to FBI agents executing a search warrant at the rest in the fall of 2022. U.S. lawyers have said that they believe Trump violated multiple laws, including one governing the handling of defense materials. Trump has said he de- said he dis- declassified the materials before he left office. Trump has not been charged as of yet. Attorney General Merrick Garland, a Biden appointee, appointed a special counsel, Jack Smith, to take over the investigation. Smith is also overseeing the probe into unlawful interference with the transfer of power following the 2020 election or the certification of the Electoral College vote, which took place after it was interrupted when the rioters breached the U.S. Capitol. Biden has criticized Trump for holding records with classified markings. How could that possibly happen? How could anyone be that irresponsible? Totally irresponsible, Biden said in a 60 Minutes interview shortly after the FBI raid. Representative James Comer, chairman of the House Oversight Committee, pointed to the remarks. Under the Biden administration, the Department of Justice and National Archives have made compliance with the Presidential Record Act a top priority, Comer said in a statement. We expect the same treatment for President Biden. Biden stole classified documents and stored them at his think tank while he was a VP. The VP does not have any authority to declassify classified documents, added Representative Andy Biggs. Republicans hold a majority in the House after a successful midterm election. That means the party has the ability to issue subpoenas and other powers only the majority enjoys. Comers and other top Republicans have already vowed to investigate Biden and his family members, including his son, Hunter Biden, over issues such as business deals conducted when Biden was vice president. Representative Jamie Raskin, the top Democrat on the House, Oversight Committee said in a statement that attorneys for Biden appear to have taken immediate and proper action to notify the National Archives about their discovery of a small handful of classified documents so that they can be returned to federal government custody. I have confidence that the Attorney General can ensure the careful review of the circumstances surrounding the possession and discovery of these documents and make an impartial decision about any further action that may be needed, he added. Trump shared a news story on the discovery of the documents on his Truth social platform. When is the FBI going to raid the many homes of Joe Biden, perhaps even the White House? These documents were definitely not classified, Trump wrote. Biden became a professor at the University of Pennsylvania in 2017, and led the Penn Biden Center, according to a university webpage. Biden also had an office on the university's campus in Philadelphia. Biden was paid more than $900,000 by the university from 2017 to 2019, including 
$405,368.2018, according to financial disclosures the president released. Biden is currently on unpaid leave, which he started when he announced he was running for president in 2019. Biden previously received an honorary degree from the school, and three family members, including his daughter Ashley Biden, graduated from the university. Biden has a home in Delaware and regularly visits the school. Biden told reporters in August 2022 that he keeps classified documents secure. I have in my home a cabined, cabined off space that is completely secure, and I'm taking home with me today today's presidential briefing. It's locked. I have a person with me, military with me. I read it. I lock it back. I give it to the military, he said. When asked if a president should take classified documents home, Biden said it depends on the document, and it depends on how secure the room is. Requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. New Zealand Labor Party has introduced a therapeutic products bill. The public only has until February 15th to make submissions. More than 50% of the New Zealand public uses natural products. The picture of the bill is very concerning. It establishes a regulator who will be empowered to take decisions and control availability. It does not adequately specify what factors should influence his decision. In other words, it is an enabling bill of the type favored by repressive regimes. We don't see any evidence that the public is being disadvantaged under current regulations, Dr. Guy Hatchard said, nor is there any evidence that they are being harmed by natural products. There is an area where the government has no need to tighten regulations. The bill will place additional financial burdens on the manufacturers and end users and it will introduce uncertainty about products that have been sold and relied upon by millions of New Zealanders. In our opinion, it is an underhand move to structure the bill as regulation without specifying content. This is designed to disperse and deflect public interest, especially as the public consultation period spans the summer break. It is of note that the very long list of common herbals planned to be banned under the 2016 bill drawn up by MedSafe will help with the help of the International Coalition of Medicines Regulatory Authorities is still in existence. Some of these are even used regularly and traditionally in cooking. Under the bill, there is nothing to stop the new regulator from simply adopting this list as soon as appointed. This list would disrupt the availability of traditional medicine. The ICMRA was born out of the 65th World Health Assembly Conference in 2012 under the excuse of a need to address current and availability of traditional medicine. It was, um, wait a minute, it was emerging medicine regulatory and safety challenges globally, strategically, and in an ongoing transparent 
authoritative institutional manner. Its members include medicine and drug regulatory bodies from 22 countries and the European Union. Additionally, another 15 countries are are counted as associate members. The World Health Organization is noted as an observer. And so this is not only a problem New Zealanders face. What is happening in New Zealand in respect of prohibiting and controlling natural products will be rolled out to the detriment of populations in a large portion of the world. Civilizations come and grow through the ages. When governments empower people, they harness the intelligence and creativity of their citizens for the good of all. When they seek to control their populations, they fall into decline. Following three years of pandemic control, governments are not stopping there. Here in New Zealand, the government has introduced the Therapeutic Products Bill, which will control how products will appear to benefit health are manufactured, prescribed, imported, advertised, supplied, and exported. According to Health Minister Andrew Little, it will enable New Zealand to take advantage of advances in medicine such as cell and tissue emerging gene therapies and the use of artificial intelligence and machine learning software. Having risk-proportionate approval systems will improve access to necessary and life-saving medicines such as vaccines in a pandemic. An important part of the bill aims to regulate the natural health products used by more than 50% of our population. This is the third attempt of the Labor Party to introduce extreme regulation of the public's options to choose their medical care, supplements, and diet. Their earlier two attempts failed because of vocal public opposition. In 2017, Labor opted for a prohibited list of 300 common herbal ingredients. It won't have escaped your notice that many of these, like cinnamon and mustard, are currently sold in shops. So how on earth did they get onto a prohibited list? The answer lies in attempts to gain control of our food supply. Natural products that are beneficial to health cannot be patented, but synthetic copies can be. To make this work, the products that grow in gardens need to be banned. That's right. Labor and the Ministry of Health did not make this list up. The list was supplied by the International Coalition of Medicines Regulatory Authorities, of which MedSafe is a member. This organization is largely funded by the pharmaceutical industry whose interests they serve. You can read all about it. All right. Um, Labor says that it has learned from prior public opposition. This time, the bill will not name any prohibited ingredients. Instead, it is an enabling bill, the type of legislation made famous by Adolf Hitler. The bill establishes a new regulator headed by an independent statutory officer with a wide remit. The new regulator will be responsible for ensuing the safety, quality, and efficacy of natural products. It will design and implement proportionate risk-based markets, 
authorization pathways. Functions will include, in addition to market authorization, license control activities, post-market surveillance, and compliance. These services will be funded through levies on the industry which are liable to be costly. Government regulation schemes mooted in the last two attempts were likely to push small players out of the market due to the cost of compliance, as happened as a result of the food bill. Crucially, the bill also includes a range of modern enforcement tools allowing for graduated and proportionate response to breaches, including tiered criminal offenses, strict liability offenses, improved infringement notices, and a civil pecuniary penalty regime. In other words, the bill appoints a new, as yet, unnamed regulator who is being empowered to do whatever he thinks fit to control the manufacture and availability of supplements. He could and is, in fact, very likely to publish a list of banned herbal ingredients soon after his appointment. This list is ready to go from the ICMRA database connected to MedSafe, courtesy of the pharmaceutical industry. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. Starting in April 2023, the McDonald's fast food chain is planning to lay off thousands of people from within its corporate structure. The CEO wrote in a memo that the company is unfocused and in need of some serious trimming. With roughly 200,000 people working in corporate roles in McDonald's, there are plenty of cuts soon on the way. The CEO wrote that there will be difficult discussions and decisions ahead for the company, which no longer sells a consistent product to customers. Yeah, they did that fake Beyond Meat burger, that fake burger, and nobody wanted them. We had, across the globe, 70 different distinct versions of what a crispy chicken sandwich would look like. I don't need 70 different permutations of a chicken sandwich. The vast majority of those 200 positions from which McDonald's will soon initiate layoffs are outside the United States. The company, after all, is a multinational with a greater collective presence outside of America's borders. Today we're divided into silos with a center segment and market, he added in the memo, which was titled Accelerating the Arches 2.0. This approach is outdated and self-limiting. We are trying to solve the same problems multiple times, aren't always sharing ideas, and can be slow to innovate. On one hand, he wants to see McDonald's speed up the rate at which new restaurants open in order to meet demand. On the other, the company needs a major trimming and adjustment over the coming year to keep it on track for the future. McDonald's is just one of many large corporations that is planning layoffs in 2023. With a large-scale recession looming, some would argue based on pre-2022 calculation methods that a recession has already arrived. Many are trying to be the first out of the gate. McDonald's is also among the corporate giants that pulled out of Russia following Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine. Having also closed all stores in Kazakhstan, 
which borders Ukraine due to supply chain problems resulting from the war. While there's a lot for us to be proud of, you've also told us that there's more we can do, he said. We're performing at a high level, but we can do even better. McDonald's is set to publish its fourth quarter earnings on January 31st, following a third quarter of 2022 published earnings of $5.8 billion, down from $6.8 billion <coughs> during the same period in 2021. Other companies cutting jobs include Amazon, which announced recently that about 18,000 positions will be slashed this year the largest set of layoffs yet in the company's history. Most of Amazon's layoffs will occur in the Amazon Stores division, which encompasses Amazon's e-commerce business, as well as brick-and-mortar stores like (coughs) Amazon (coughs) Fresh and Amazon Go. Amazon has weathered uncertain and difficult economies in the past and will continue to do so, announced the CEO. These changes will help us pursue our long-term opportunities with a stronger cost structure. Salesforce is another company cutting positions, 8,000 to be precise, or 10% of its workforce. These two are the largest cuts in Salesforce history, according to reports. McDonald's lost their way when they decided to go upscale and offer supposedly healthier menu choices, wrote a commentator from Canada. People go to McD's for affordable fast food, not a $7 Big Mac, salads, and apple slices and a Happy Meal. Did they finally figure out laying off a single minimum wage part-time cashier actually slows profit and does nothing to help a top-heavy salary setup, wrote another. But laying off a six-figure executive who does the job of less than one has a huge perk package does help. Mm. Adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. It's been called the new pink tide in Latin America, a widespread use rise of power of leftist leaders that has swept the region since 2018. Like conservative dominoes falling in quick succession, it began with Mexico, then Argentina followed suit, as did Bolivia, Peru, Honduras, Chile, Colombia, and Brazil. But now a right-wing fire of rebellion is spreading. The explosive protests and takeover of key government offices in Brazil's capital on January 8th by supporters a former President J.R. Bolonero, Bolonero put the world on edge. Hundreds of demonstrators stormed the Supreme Court, Congress, and Presidential Palace as local police scrambled to intervene. The protest was highly organized, including transportation from across the country, and was planned in advance through chat groups on social media telegrams. Below Sonero supporters, many of whom wore the nation's flag as a cape during the 
January 8th event collectively refused to accept the narrow election loss of leftist President Luis da Silva, known locally as Lulu, Lula. The occupation of the country's landmark government offices happened within days of Lula's January 1 inauguration. However, Brazil's unprecedented demonstrations on landmark government offices happened within days. Okay, I just read that. However, Brazil's unprecedented demonstration on January 8th are a link in a much larger chain of recent anti-government demonstrations in South America. A month earlier, across Brazil's western border, Peru's Congress ousted former socialist president Pedro Castillo on December 7th after he attempted to dissolve parliament and enforce a national curfew to curb protests against his regime. In neighboring Bolivia, opposition forces in Santa Cruz kicked off a five-week protest in October against leftist President Luis Acre over a contested national date. It brought the nation to an economic standstill and the cost and cost the ruling regime more than $1 billion. Subsequently, police arrested the governor of Santa Cruz, department and key opposition leader, Luis Fernando Camacho, on December 28th. Camacho was put in preventative detention in a maximum security prison on charges of terrorism. Boy, they throw that word around a lot. The historic arrest sparked by a new wave of protests and roadblocks against Acres administration, which are ongoing. In Argentina, demonstrations against the Peronist regime of Alberto Angel Fernandez turned violent last September when a gunman attempted to assassinate the country's vice president, Christina Fernandez de Kirchner, amidst crippling high inflation and economic turmoil. And the common thread that connects all these events, some say it's questionable voting systems, unfair taxing, and welfare laws that punish the region's working middle class. There's a general feeling among the population of these countries that their nation's voting systems are not reliable, that vote rigging is widespread. Regionalist analyst and author Dr. Orlando Boronat said, certain political parties and groups monopolize institutions, especially at the local provincial levels, making election interference a concern for many. Boronat says Cuba is the benchmark for a single-party election, a concept regional residents fear could happen within their own borders. So they see protests as the only genuine expression of democracy, he said, adding Latin American citizens have seen how leftist dictatorships on the continent have been almost impossible to dismantle, even after decades. When it comes to election outcomes, Bolsonaro's supporters in Brazil have escalated the game. For better or worse, they have challenged the official results in their own countries. Moreover, some insiders believe it's just the beginning of the resistance against Lula's administration. I don't think this will be the end of it with Bolsonaro's supporters, uh, Castro said. Castro is an immigration attorney and the founder of Castro Legal Group in Florida. 
As a Rio de Janeiro native who has lived in the United States for more than 20 years, she has a keen understanding of Brazil's political theater. The current government isn't prepared to handle any organized protest action in Brazil. The country has the resources, but I don't think that they're prepared for what could happen, she said. When asked if she thought Bolsonaro's supporters truly suspected election fraud or just didn't want Lula in office, Castro thinks it's probably both. And then she talks about a survey. The consequences of what's going on will go far beyond just these protests. In Brazil, local reports of a stun gun, ammunition, and other security equipment stolen during the January 8th protest marked a distinct departure from peaceful demonstrations against the government. It just shows how fragile it all is, she asserted. Then there's this large part that I'm going to let you read on your own. Amen. Talking about Cuba and Venezuela, etc. <coughs> And they're just getting started, according to Juan. We're less afraid than they think, he said. Now there's a comment written on this article. Brazilians refused to accept the election results because fraud was rampant. The elected criminal, he was in prison and his sentence canceled by a corrupt judiciary so he could run, only destroyed being demanding I'm sorry, only destroyed Brazil's economy and benefited his minions, like the Democrats are doing here in the U.S. The numbers never added up, and the population has been demanding an explanation from the election officials who, like here in the U.S., cannot explain. The invasion was planned and executed like January 6th here in the U.S., Some acquaintances over there sent me videos of agitators in the middle of the crowd breaking things. Like here, none was caught. So the reality there is different than the article suggests. Amen. So, praise the Lord. You know, all over the world, even though it was never shown on the U.S. news, Peoples and countries have been protesting what's going on in their country. They know it's crooked. They know it's wrong. They know it's unfair. And they've been protesting over and over and over again, over and over and over again. However, you never saw any of that on the national news here in the U.S. You had to have another news source if you wanted to know any kind of truth. Amen. Brother Marshall. Thank you for your faithfulness, Father God, of of, of Pastor Sabrina and Associate Pastor Bill. I thank you, Father God, for your faithfulness to us. Thank you for the gift of your Son. Thank you for never leaving us or forsaking us. Thank you, Lord, that even when I was distracted and Pastor Sabrina was absolutely right, the devil's really good at trying to bring about distractions. He did that in my life today, and I want to publicly apologize to having forgotten today was Wednesday. So, Father, I take responsibility and repent for all sins known and unknown, including listening to the devil's distractions. Father God, it looked like there was a pastor some years ago who once said, the good is the enemy of the perfect, which is an interesting thought. But, Father God, help us not to be distracted by things that look good, 
but might be the the enemy's plans to distract us from what you want us to fix our eyes upon, which is Jesus Christ himself, because he loves us perfectly. And if we will keep our eyes there, Lord, and not be concerned about the devil jumping up and down, or, hey, even the good things that, that come along, hey, we want to help clear out this mess, and it's going to make life better for you. We thank you, Lord, for, for helping us to put, get our eyes back on you and what you want and to keep them there. I thank you for the opportunity of growing in the knowledge and love of you, Lord. And I thank you for never leaving us nor forsaking us. We thank you, Father God, for Sabrina's amazing ability to uncover all these different things that she's just read through, Father God, in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father God, for your divine help and intervention, Father God, even according to your word, because you gave Jesus all power in heaven and earth, and Jesus said so. He can't lie, because he only speaks the words you give him to speak, because he says he has all power in heaven and earth. And he does. And we thank you, Father God, that he's coming to rule and reign. And we don't know, nobody knows but you, Father, exactly when you're going to say, Son, go get your bride. But we know he's coming, and it's going to be awesome and amazing. And when put to the crunch, Father God, Jesus even admitted it to the high priests who wanted to hang him, nail him to the cross. Even, at, like it says in Matthew 26, uh, starting at verse 62, 2662. The high priest arose and said unto him, said unto Jesus, he was arrested sitting there, Asterest thou nothing? He's just fulfilling prophecy. He wasn't going to say anything. What is it which these witnesses, uh, what, what these witness against thee? But Jesus held his peace. Oh, what a good example for us. But Jesus held his peace, and the high priest answered and said unto him, I adjure thee by the living God that thou tell us whether thou be the Christ, the Son of God. So he's demanding of him, by the living God, apparently there's a scripture in Leviticus that says he has to answer him accordingly because he's the high priest. And Jesus said unto him, Hast thou said? Oh, thou hast, Jesus answered and said, Thou hast said, another way. You said it. You said, I am the Messiah, the Son of God. Not just a Son of God, you know, but the actual Son of God, the only begotten Son. Nevertheless, I say unto you that hereafter you shall see, and he's going to see it, the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. Oh, yes, Jesus is coming. He don't, we don't know exactly when, but he told us to keep our eyes on, on him. We thank you for that, Lord. Help us to know how you want us to do that. Even as we've been reading through your word, Father, like it says, I think we were reading that recently, Father God, in Titus chapter 2, Verse 13, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. We're supposed to be looking for him. And how do we do that? All these scriptures we've been focusing on and trying to memorize here, help us, Lord, to be able to hide your word in our hearts, even as you said in Jude 20, verses 20 and 21. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. So we look to you, Lord. Look at that little red cup of wine or juice, whatever people use for communion, fixing our eyes on you. You're the last Adam, blood in the face. And we know you're coming back to rule and reign, just like it says in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. Father, we ask for your divine help and intervention and adjudication concerning all these things that the enemy is trying to do, to do what's not beneficial for your people, but it's only beneficial for an elite group who want to control all the little people that they find displeasing to their global agendas, Father God, including those using this facial 
recognition business, which is not necessarily helpful. In fact, it can cause great emotional and perhaps financial, even physical harm to people being unjustly accused. Of course, no one's ever been unjustly accused before. How about Jesus, huh? Unjustly accused. He did nothing wrong. He was a sinless son. And Father God, but there's some people who have sinned more than once, or their family members anyway, and they're accusing other people, like our supposed uh, illustrious commander-in-chief, who was installed instead of, well, some people think he's elected. I don't know if that's a fact. But anyway, he apparently thought that Donald Trump did some bad things, but Donald Trump had some declassified documents, but apparently Biden had some classified ones, and why are they not arresting him? At least not yet. Why are they not dragging him before the courts? Oh, because they're all bought off? Are they all part of those uh, same Masonic group? Maybe. I don't know. Father, we ask your divine help in adjudication, Father God, in Jesus' name. Concerning all these things, Jesus said, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. If two of you on earth, the grace does anything you ask, it shall be done, my Father, which is in heaven. Father God, we ask for divine help, not just for our brothers and sisters in New Zealand who would rather use natural God-created products instead of man-made pharmaceutical uh, twisted or changed products, which may not have all the benefits of your naturally created products. But they seem to want to bring this about. They've been talking about this for quite a few years, actually, and they've been threatening people that actually like to use healthy supplements. There are some things that are so beneficial that they actually help curtail the negative effects of some of the bioweapons, or what some people are calling bioweapons, some other people call vaccines. And some people don't want you to know that maybe they're not helpful. But, of course, you can never have an emergency authorization use vaccine if there was some natural thing or something that had been tested and approved for more than 60 years without negative side effects. They'd rather bring out something that was not fully tested and they'll push it down people's, well, whatever, into their arms or wherever. That might not be helpful for them, Father God. So, Father, we ask for divine help and adjudication because there seems to be an agenda. We bind every spirit, a, pharm- a pharmacia, sorcery, and witchcraft, every witchcraft spirit, every spirit of pharmacy, every spirit of pharmaceutical witchcraft. We bind their, they cancel their assignments to the saints in New Zealand and all around the globe, all over your earth, Lord. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And, Father, we know in the other adjudication we're asking about concerning McDonald's laying off people. Yes, there may be some people who have rather large salaries that don't do a whole lot at Amazon, except dream up ways of using alternative meats. Some of them may not be beef. Some of them may not even be from God-created tissues. Some of them may be from God-created tissues that are not supposed to be eaten by human beings. There's some people in other countries, well, I'm not going to even touch that. So, Father, we're not going to get into fear, but I think it's advisable, Father God, that people should know that even if you've had a family member tell you, oh, this was a great thing I had at McDonald's, and I listened to somebody who told me that, and I went to taste and said, well, this was not a great thing, and that was many years ago, and that's the very last time I ate anything from McDonald's, only by the grace of God. I thank you, Father God, that you provide all of our need, and please do so for all the things, especially those associated with, with Miracle Outreach Ministries, Miracle Net Church, Father God, all the needs of your saints, Father God, in the natural and in the spiritual. You said the birds, you know, they, they, they don't store up in barns, but you feed them, and you take care of them, and you clothe them, and you take care of them. So provide all the needs of those. And there are some people at McDonald's that may be your servants. I have no idea. There may be some real Christians there. There may be. And, of course, the globalists may want to remove them. 
But, Father God, we ask you to provide better jobs for them. And those are the other companies that are laying off pe- people from Amazon and all those people have laying off people. And we know this is only the tip of the iceberg, Father God, from what they're planning because of all the apparent apparent uh, recession, some people are calling it. Uh, possibly a recession will start. Well, some people say it's clearly already started. You have two quarters of uh, declining profits. That's called a recession. But it's a lot more than that if it affects people personally. It's, it's an inconvenience if it's your neighbor who's laid off, but it becomes a lot more personal if it comes closer to home. And, Father God, you're no respecter of persons. I heard about a Christian who was in his late 50s, and he was laid off by a company, a big company he was working for as an engineer. And he was thinking, he heard, he saw this. Of course, death and life is in the power of the tongue. And he said something he should not have said. So, Lord, please set a watch before all of our mouths keep the door of our lips. He saw, I get back to the head of facts. He got a fax that said, they're planning to lay off these engineers they don't need, you know, mid-level positions, Father. And, and, and he said, well, how am I going to get a job? How am I going to feed my family? He shouldn't have said that. He should have said, well, praise the Lord anyway. should have done the thing like it says in the end of, where is that, First um, Thessalonians 5. Rejoice evermore in everything, give thanks. Well, he did turn around, and he did repent about that, Father God, and he did give thanks, and he said, thank you, Father, I ask you to give me a better-paying job that would be more pleasing to you at a, a place where I could talk about Jesus, because, of course, they got rid of him because he was talking about Jesus all the time. They didn't like that at this big global company. Father God, so you did give him a better position, even when he was later on in his life, Father God, and, and we, he, did, he was well able to provide for his family. So thank you for providing all of our needs for all those being threatened with layoffs, not just at McDonald's and Amazon, but all those other countries. And, Father God, not just the people in South America, not just Brazil, and not just Argentina, but all those people that have been demonstrating, and all these other nations down there in South America, and not just South America. It seems like people are demonstrating all over the place. The people in the Netherlands weren't too pleased about the farmers uh, weren't too pleased about people trying to take away their farms. They've been farmers for generations, not upon generations upon generations. They're really good farmers. Some of them moved to the United States in the, what's called the Pennsylvania Dutch or Deutsch and uh, in Ohio and other areas. And they're really good, natural farmers. They know what works. But, of course, some people want to grab the land. We've heard about Dr. Sabrina reading about what Bill Gates talked about last time. And was it last Friday? I think it might have been about how he realizes it's wonderful to have farms and to be able to raise chickens. So you can, If you only had $2 a day, how wonderful that would be. But he'd rather have people have artificial meat, meat that they can put other things into, maybe mRNA, maybe other things. They can put all kinds of things in, the meats and the salads and everything produced in, in high-rise city uh, things, the buildings. It, you don't even need farmland. You just do it... Well, hydroponics does work, but if it's done naturally, or if that is such a thing, if it's done with raising things the way God created, it could be a great blessing. Father, we ask you to teach your children what you want us to do, including those in Brazil and other nations where there are all the demonstrations, Father God. And we know, as this uh, opinion piece that Sabrina read, uh, Dr. Sabrina read, uh, talks about, Father God, that some of the things going on in Brazil really do look a little bit like what's going on in what's called the United States of America. Some of these states don't feel so united anymore. And, of course, that's been their whole plan. Even Bill Gates had a little prophecy because it's part of their agenda that there would be, uh, what, a civil war in the United States. Why is that? Because some states don't want to be under this corporate corporate, uh, fascism, Father God, 
I think even where was it? But there's some state not uh, some state not too far from Texas. It wasn't Texas. Oh, where was it, Lord? Anyway, apparently they, they they're thinking about being independent, and maybe some people there think that's a pretty terrific idea. But how can they enforce it when they're surrounded by? Hmm. So, Father, we ask for your divine help. We don't need to have brother against brother, sister against sister. You told us, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Father, we can't possibly even love ourselves or love anyone else if we don't have your love in our hearts. So change all of our hearts, even as Pastor Sabrina was talking about tonight, how important it is. You know the heart can be desperately wicked and deceitful, Father God. Help all of our hearts to change. Help my heart to change and not be distracted by the enemy's plans, even something that looks good when it isn't your perfect will, Father. Help us all and help the people in Brazil. Help the people at, at uh, Amazon and at McDonald's, especially your children, Lord, if there are any of them working there. Maybe there are. Help them, Father God, to know what you want them to do. And help set a watch before all of our mouths, Lord. And we ask you to deliver us all. You said really, really simply, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. And you said, if my people, whether they're in Brazil, in Argentina, the United States, in the Netherlands, in any nation, any nation, yes, in Germany, in Switzerland, any nation, if my people, in China too, if my people, which are called by my name, and they've been demonstrating in China, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, your eyes are red with wine, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then you said, I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. So many lands, not just New Zealand, not just Canada. So many lands need to be healed. So many lands have had people from the WEF try to move in and try to enforce things. They have their little plans, their agendas, and sometimes their agendas get postponed, but they keep pressing on. Why? Because they're absolutely terrified and desperate. They know if the sleeping giant ever wakes up, they're all going to Guantanamo Bay or worse. Father God, there's a noose waiting for them. The people will not be pleased just like the people down in Brazil are not too pleased right now. The people that January 6th in the United States were not too pleased. The people on January 8th were not too pleased in Brazil recently. Father, we ask for your divine help in adjudication. Satan, you're bound all your underlings are bound. Every spirit seeking to kill, steal, and or destroy. Every spirit of Zeus, every spirit trying to bring about turning brother against brother, sister against sister, trying to accuse people falsely by ungodly facial recognition. Every one of your ungodly plans to steal, kill, and destroy, including trying to take away natural foods, like how about mustard? What's so terrible about mustard? Oh, the pharmaceutical company can make a better mustard? Father, we ask for your divine help in adjudication in every one of these situations, Father God, in Jesus' name. Satan, you're bound. All your underlings are bound. Every spirit of greed, corruption, every spirit behind masonry, every spirit behind sorcery, witchcraft, medical tyranny, every ungodly spirit, every spirit, a leviathan bound in gate, all ungodly spirits bound in gate. You, Satan, the strong man, they're bound. You're the one who's trying to blind the minds of them so they cannot see the glorious light of the gospel coming against all the family members of every believer in every nation. Your demonic assignments to steal, kill, and destroy. Bound in gag. Every spirit of humanism, intellectualism, pride, and every spirit trying to bring in Marxist communism globally, not just in South America. Bound in gag. Thrust into the cage and locked in. In Jesus, the gag from the mouth of every ungodly spirit and every witchcraft curse returned to sinfold as the spirits sent them. Do those spirits intend to do to us. And all the saints in every nation, not just Brazil, not just in Canada, not just in Switzerland, every single nation. 
that they couldn't be coming against the people of Switzerland. They, they couldn't tell them, oh, you have to keep your heat set at a certain level or we're going to throw you in jail for three years. They would never say that. That's a wonderful free country, isn't it? Father God, the people of the United States is a wonderful republic. Oh, they don't want to say it's a republic. They want to say it's a democracy. Did the founders focus on democracy? Didn't they focus on the republic being separate from the king of England? We bind every spirit of ungodly control, trying to control the lawyers through the connection all the way back to Great Britain in Jesus' name. We bind every one of those ungodly controlling spirits, trying to control people through twisting and changing the laws, not just in, in New Zealand, but every nation. We bind every one of those ungodly spirits, trying to control the people in, in, the, in every nation, not just in in Brazil and all the South American nations where they're tampering with the elections, like some people think they've done, possibly in this nation. Is Joe Biden a duly elected president? Somebody asked, what was her name? Marjorie Taylor Greene, I think they asked her. Well, yeah, he's the president. She didn't say he's a duly elected president, but he said, yeah, he's the president. Why did she say that? Is she in, in being controlled? Are all these people being controlled by what? By what? By other Masons or other people? All the people in Eastern Star? Are they all in, in cahoots together? Are they all in cahoots by all the witchcraft from taking handouts, taking bribes from other nations like China or the pharmaceutical industry like brought to you by Pfizer. Father God, we ask for your divine help and adjudication from all these spirits of greed and corruption bound again, every ungodly spirit of perversion bound again, including all those spirits of trying to run the entire nation, not just this nation, many nations on child pedophilia. We bind every spirit of ungodly control of human beings, trafficking human beings, for their personal gain and using them as put like little sex slaves or worse. Father, we ask you to deliver all the children, all the children, including those in Brazil and the United States and in Canada, all the children, Father God, in New Zealand. Why can't people just have healthy food that God created? Why can't people just be left alone to live a life of godliness and honesty? And Father, you promised us you said, call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. In Jesus' name, we're calling upon you in the day of trouble, especially for our brothers and sisters in Brazil and every nation that are in trouble, Father God, and we ask you to deliver each one. And we thank you for doing so. All the children, big children, little children, deliver them all. Those people that have been so bewitched by the computer games, they don't even know how to think clearly anymore because they think they're controlling it, but it's controlling them. Just like Pat Holiday. And Sabrina pointed out, too, that the people start out doing one little thing. It looks like, oh, isn't this fun? I get to, I get to just sort of control my hand. I do automatic handwriting. And then she finds out, oh, wait a minute. It's controlling me. I'm not controlling it. Some people think, that, well, I have this fun little computer game. I'm controlling it. Or I get to go play on the Internet and do things. I'm controlling it. Or do I have to do it how many hours a day, even if I don't want to? Wouldn't I rather go out and be in the sunshine and hear the birds chirp? Father God, help people to be able to get back to what you created and fixing our eyes on the living God who loves us perfectly because Jesus is the visible representation of the invisible God. We know we can't see you, Father God, but you told us to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And we can't do what you want us to do unless we hear you and receive your spirit 
that we could walk in the Spirit, walk in love, walk in the light, and avoid every distracting spirit, even the ones that look good when they may not be good, like Sabrina warned us about the guy who kept carrying the commercials for the trucks. Oh, I have to get a truck. You know, I used to listen to commercials. I actually read some of them in car magazines. I was addicted to cars, and I read a commercial for a motorcycle year, and I finally had to get a motorcycle. Did I really need it then? No. Did I learn? Slowly I'm learning. <laughs> yes, it's mind control. Deliver us from every spirit of mind control, Father, in Jesus' name. You said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered, and we're all asking you to deliver us. And you said, like you said in Second Chronicles seven fourteen, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves. And some people humble themselves with fasting, like, like David did in Psalm 35, I think it's verse 13. He humbled himself with fasting. And Psalm 69 and other places, people humbled themselves. When the people in Ezra, I think they, the, the people could have asked the king for, for an army to protect them when they're going back to rebuild the temple, but they didn't. They said, our God can protect us. But they prayed and fasted so they could have safe passage. So we ask you, Father, to give safe passage for all your servants and whatever they're doing. Because we're trying to do it your way, Lord. We know we can't do it in our own strength. That's why we need your strength, Lord. You said, if, you said, could they that wait upon the Lord shall renew strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. They that kava, wait upon the Lord, twisted together, bound together in the bundle of life with the Lord. Because Jesus, you said, he that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me and I in him. As we spend more of our time looking to you and not looking to the Internet, not looking to other things. Pat Holiday once said the Internet, the WWW World Wide Web, stood for, some people thought, you know, 666. We don't want to get controlled by 666. Help all of our family members to not yield to the, well, just get this little, this little implant put in your hand or whatever, and then you can buy and sell. Otherwise, you know, you're just going to have to learn how to grow your own food. You don't know how to do that. You're a simple, you know, city dweller. You don't know how to grow a potato. But we're learning, Lord. So teach us all what you want us to do. And we thank you for teaching all of your servants how to prepare for the future and not be in fear, casting our cares upon you. Because you've not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And you said, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. So we ask you, Father God, to give us all the insights and wisdom that we need by your spirit, including the gifts of discernment to know what you want us to do moment by moment. Stay tuned, your boundary. Unbelievable boundary. You just didn't have the place to inside Jesus. Every one of your ungodly gifts is going to still go into the store, bound the gate, including all those down there in the second heaven and bush in the deep. The demonic assignment. Coming against all those members of the living God that would be harmed by ungodly facial recognition or ungodly rulers and different South American nations or North American nations, ungodly rulers that people have discernment and to know what you want to do. Every ungodly spirit, they need your mouth, or your underneath your mouth, and all the spirits coming against all those. Right on this peacefully and all those kind of things their God, and whatever company they work for, that happen to be your children, and they will provide all of their needs according to your riches and glory. Every nation, and we thank you, Father God, for that. And ask Father God to grant you discernment. You know, which business is the family members of every believer? The only way to go is it? You're still 